When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, the final round, four of four, on the inaugural Clash of the Craniums Anatomy Trivia. Again, want to thank Matt Kondo, professor out of Methodist University, for helping to put this thing together. Here it is, round four of Clash of the Craniums on NPTE StudyCast. Question one, sensation from the skin on the back of his head is innervated by which nerve? Look at that. There it is right there. You should know. Sensation from the skin in the back of his head innervated by which nerve is it? C2, dorsal ramus. C2, spinal nerve. C2, dorsal root. Or C2, ventral root. We just talked about roots in a previous round. Did you pay attention? This stuff crosses over, guys. Three seconds left. Lock in your answer choices. Sensation in the back of the skin innervated by... C2 dorsal ramus. Why is it that one? Because a lot of people say dorsal roots. How do you know? Well, let's let's think about where the dorsal root is, and let's think about where the dorsal ramus is, right? So, so my my rami, my dorsal rami are going to provide innervation to my dorsal sections of my thorax, my dorsal sections of my cervical spine, my dorsal sections of the back of my head, as opposed to the dorsal root, which is going to then dive into and become part of the ramus with the motor branches so it's the ramus all right close and the funny thing is i'll be honest when i was starting to answer stuff wrong i remembered the stuff i got wrong and they didn't do it the second time so getting it wrong isn't that big of a deal just don't that's, do it twice. that's learning britney spears back on top of the charge a uh, heavy baby one more time uh Haley h nor'easter g money and nacho round out the top five as we go to question two in round number four all the following can be found in the eighth intercostal space, except, pay attention to these except questions, uh, is the axons of the parasympathetic neurons, is it somatic pain receptors, axons of sympathetic neurons, or ventral ramus of T8 spinal nerve. All the following can be found in the eighth intercostal space, except Marie is saying this is the most fun she's had in ages. Marie hasn't got out much. I haven't got that much either. Oh, we've got answers here. Spread evenly. We got to talk about this one then. Uh, Eight intercostal space. All can be found there except walk us through this one. Where the where are the pitfalls? So so where the pitfall is is let's think about what my eighth intercostal space is going to have. Right? It's going to have some muscle. It's going to have some skin. It's going to have you know maybe a little bit of fascia, but what it's not going to have is parasympathetic neurons. Right? So so read it really. It's going to have not have parasympathetic neurons because think about where parasympathetic neurons are. My parasympathetic nervous system comes from my vagus nerve. Those neurons are going to be up at cranial nerve 10. Tough one. That was a tough one. That was, that was a tricky one. All right. Let's check the scoreboard there. Uh, Brittany Spears did not do well in that question. She falls completely off the charts. Uh, DA, Brittany, Nay, Mville Gals, Andrea, and Aza J is uh, our, our leaders right now after question number two. Let's head to number three. A patient is unable to raise her arm over her fed following a mastectomy. 
Which nerve is most likely damaged? Unable to raise arm overhead following a mastectomy. Which nerve most likely damaged? Long thoracic, thoracodorsal nerve, suprascapular nerve, or lower subscapular nerve? What do you think? 40 of you have already locked in your answer choices with 10 seconds to go. Unable to raise arm overhead. Mastectomy, some given clues there. We have two, one, time. Suprascapular nerve. Uh, almost 80 of you got that right. Some people also thinking long thoracic. Why is it definitely not that one? Well, let's think about what the long thoracic nerve does. Long thoracic nerve is going to innervate serratus anterior. So serratus anterior would have been a nice second choice, but suprascapular nerve is going to innervate my supraspinatus, which is definitely going to help with things like reaching overhead because it really helps with shoulder abduction. Suprascapular nerve, important overhead. That was question three. Let's check out uh, how we did there. Shifting some scores. Nacho, Big Mac, Andrea, Trash Knees, and DA round out the top five here around four out of four. Let's take a look at question number four. Which statement best describes the cauda equina? It's composed of lumbar spinal nerves. It represents the caudal extension of the spinal cord. It's comp uh, composed of lower lumbar, sacral dorsal, and ventral rami. Or it's composed of lower lumbar and sacral dorsal and ventral roots. Describe the cauda equina. Lock in your answer choices with three seconds left. And we have, wow, this is a tough one. 61 fell for that B. It represents the caudal extension of the spinal cord. I'll be honest, I think I was going to go that direction too. Yeah, and you know that would have been a good second choice, but let's think about what the caudal equina is. You know, caudal equina means horse's tail, right? So, so the caudal extension of the spinal cord is actually going to be the phylum terminale. I remember that. I know you did. I have faith in you, Jimmy. I mean, it was there. Uh, Sean Murphy, Nacho, Big Mac, Andrea, and Haley H. On the uh, on the leaderboard right now. Coming up on the halfway mark in round number four, the terminal branches of the left coronary artery are the anterior and posterior intraventricular arteries, anterior intraventricular and circumflex arteries superior and inferior infra interventricular arteries or medial and lateral interventricular arteries the terminal branches of the left coronary uh, artery are locking your answer choices with five seconds left and our answers are 84 of you now we're starting to get back to uh answering in unison anterior interventricular and circumflex arteries located in the terminal branch of the left coronary artery. I, I feel confident, I feel good there as people start to answer correctly. Oh, absolutely. I think it was really well done on that one. Uh, Sean going on fire, answering a bunch in a row. Big Mac, Trash Knees, Andrea, and DA. As we're past the halfway point in the final round of the Clash of the Craniums, which of the following hip adductors is not innervated by the obturator nerve. Not innervated by the obturator nerve. Is it gracilis, adductor longus, pectineus, or adductor brevis? 
What do you think? Which of the following hip adductors not innervated by that obturator nerve with five seconds left to lock in your answer choice? And there we go. 57 of you getting that correct, knowing that pectineus not innervated by the obturator nerve. Uh, pectineus innervated by what? The femoral nerve. Femoral nerve. All right. Question number seven is on the way. Let's take a look at how things are shaking up on the leaderboard. Sean's still holding the top spot. Haley, Trash Knees, Day, and Dr. Lewis coming in at the five spot. Question seven. Which of the following arteries... Anastomosis with the inferior ulnar collateral artery. Is it posterior ulnar recurrent artery, anterior ulnar recurrent artery, radial recurrent artery, or interosseous recurrent artery? Locking your answer choices with five seconds left. And there we go. This one split across the board, almost flat. Walk us through this one. So the inferior ulnar collateral artery is going to anastomose with the anterior ulnar recurrent artery. And reason is because you really have to kind of think about ulnar and ulnar are going to go together. Interosseous is just going to mean between bones. And it can't be a radial recurrent because that's going to be on the radial side. So process of elimination. All right, sounds good. As we are done with number seven, we take a look at the board with just a few questions left. Dr. Lewis jumps to the top. Uh, DA, Sean Murphy, still on the uh, the board. KTG and Big Mac. Question eight of 10, the final round, which of the following is not an upward rotator of the scapula? Which of the following not an upward rotator of the scapula? Is it lower trapezius? Upper trapezius, levator scap, or serratus anterior, which not an upward rotator of the scapula. What do you think? Let's see what you put. Wow, this one spread to uh, 46 of you getting it right, levator scap, but a lot of people thinking lower trapezius. Walk us through this one, Matt. Well, levator scapula is going to be a downward rotator of the scapula. So lower trap, believe it or not, because of its attachment points, actually assists with upward rotation of the scapula. Good reveal. That was question eight as we check the scoreboard. Big changes here. Haley coming into the top spot. Case challenge, Dr. Lewis, Andrea... And AWAM. Two questions remain here in the final round of Clash of the Craniums. And here we go. Which of the following muscles does not directly attach to a bone? This one sounds like it would be a fun party question. Which of the following muscles does not directly attach to a bone? Uh, is it opponent's pollicis? Is it the lumbricals? Is it dorsal interossei or palmar interossei? What do you think? Matt, do you have any weird anatomical features on yourself? I feel like that comes up a lot in anatomy class. You know, I do. So my left radial nerve, I'm sorry, my left radial artery is not located where it should be. It's actually located all the way on the lateral side of my radius. So I'm a, I'm a terrible person to have in practical examinations when students try to take my pulse because they can never find it. People are weird. All right. Following muscles does not directly attach to bone lumbricals. It's just a weird muscle. 
it's a weird muscle. It does a weird thing, and it has a weird attachment, right? I agree. All right, let's uh, check this, the, the shakedown here. Haley H. remains there. Uh, Sean, A-W-A-M, D-A, and Katie G. round out the top five. Final question, final uh, of the final round tonight, coming up now. Which of the following arteries provides blood to the knee? Is it ascending branch of lateral femoral circumflex, descending branch of lateral femoral circumflex, ascending branch of medial femoral circumflex, or descending branch of medial femoral circumflex? Uh, Matt, fun fact, uh, uvulas, you know where those are located? Yes. Usually you use the singular when you say uvulas, except I've got two of them. Whoa. Yeah, I'm a weirdo. How, how have you made it this far? I don't know. Just keep going. All right, what do we think it is? Following arteries provide blood to the knee. Descending branch of the lateral femoral circumflex, 42. Uh, 50 thought it was descending branch of medial femoral circumflex. Why is it not that? So let's think about where the medial femoral circumflex artery is going to go. It's going to go to the medial femur, right? So it's going to hit the head of the femur, the neck of the femur, and then it's going to kind of wrap around to the posterior aspect of the femur. The descending branch to the lateral femoral circumflex is going to stay lateral, and it actually goes all the way down, and anastomosis in with the geniculate arteries. I like it. Let's take a look at how this round shook down. Clash of the Cranium's final round of four tonight in third with 7 out of 10. Andrea... Seven out of 10, Sean Murphy. And with eight out of 10, 55, 80 points, Haley H. Is the champion of the final round. Matt, how'd this go? I was impressed with everybody. I thought it went fantastic. I was really impressed with everyone's knowledge. And um, I really appreciate everyone showing up. Yeah, we're seeing some uh, some pretty cool stuff in the uh, the chat. People saying it was a great review. Uh, apologies, uh, there was a little bit of a lag. We're gonna we're gonna take a look into this. Really, this was us kind of flinging stuff against the wall and giving it a shot. Uh, and we'll work on it. I think with more than a hundred, you guys still tuned in after an hour of anatomy review. Uh, Marie having the best night of her life. Wow, bars <laughs> low on this one. You're welcome. It's the first time anybody's ever told me that. I like that. I yeah, me too. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, I, I'm going to echo Jimmy. Lots of feedback on this, guys. Please, you know, I mean, we're both on Twitter. You know, everybody has my email. Please reach out and tell us what was good and what was bad and what you would want to see next. Yeah, we're definitely going to work on uh, on Malak, see if we can figure that one out, make it a little bit better. Uh, we want to make sure the user experience is good. But, of course, content as well. I'm sure we could probably do some theme nights and things like that. Uh, but... Uh, once more, thanks so much for tuning in, Clash of the Craniums. Uh, we're going to try to figure out how we can reach out to the uh, the round winners, and then I guess the the ultimate overall winner. We'll take a look at all the points and how things shook down across all four uh, rounds, and we'll announce it on Twitter sometime either tomorrow or this weekend on who the original winner of the Clash of the Craniums is. Absolutely. And uh, Keely is asking if we recorded it. It will remain on this YouTube channel as a video for you to play along with. I don't know if you'd want to watch us in replay, but absolutely you could you could completely do that and watch this uh, on this YouTube channel. So it could be the same link. Well, that's fantastic. And Keely, this brings me back to lecture because you guys are usually get on me to hit the record button on lecture too, right? Oh, I'm getting That's an inside joke. Got it. She's, <laughs> she's, uh, I'm picking up what she's putting down there. Uh, show the femur. We, uh, we, we're going to have a, a picture of that online tomorrow. It's out in your garage, right? It's, probably, it's out in my garage right now. It's out in your garage right now. 
Thank you, Keely. I, I completely fell into the Zoom, the Zoom joke. Perfect. <laughs> All right, ladies and gentlemen, thanks so much for coming to the first ever. If you enjoyed it, uh, tell a friend, hit that like and subscribe button to let us know. And hopefully we have you back for the second Clash of the Craniums. Thanks so much. Bye, guys. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.